podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC and your daily reminder that Liverpool are top of the league. Uh, Not a whole lot going on today, folks, other than Paul Joyce, you know, being miserable and letting us know that it's unlikely that Liverpool will do anything in January. This would be typical Jürgen. However, however, Paul Joyce did tell us we were doing nothing about a week before we signed Luis Diaz. So, you know, he's not the be-all and end-all of sources. He's brilliant. He's probably the best of the Liverpool journalists. But he's not always in the loop. And Liverpool don't always act as you'd expect. And if an opportunity comes up, they will move for it. You know, if Goncalo Inacio, just as an example, is a player they've decided that they want, but they're looking at him as a summer target. Well, let's say Manchester United decide, you know what, he's who we want as well. We'll make an offer towards the, you know, paying the buyout. Then Liverpool could potentially decide, well, okay, we're not going to lose out on him. Let's go and get him. So there will be things that might come up for us. We don't know what happens in January. We might get another injury that forces our hand into something. It's a wait and see kind of game. But it would be disappointing if we do nothing. But it wouldn't really be surprising because that's just how Jürgen operates. He'll just look at it and go, well, we're top. You know, I've got lads coming back. Robbo's coming back. Thiago's coming back. Besetic will be back. Mo will come back from AFCON. Endo will come back from Asia. Costas will get get back at some point. I'm just going to run with what I have. You know? Because he prefers to do business in the summer because then he gets to have players for pre-season and he'd rather settle them in through pre-season than settle them in in live games even though even though Luis Diaz arrived and immediately made a big impact and Cody Gakbo arrived and immediately made a big impact so you know it does work to just throw players in and considering where we are it might be nice to add something to the mix and potentially just give ourselves a little bit of a boost heading for the back end of the season. Um, On This Is Anfield, really good piece up by Jack Lusby. 10 Liverpool Academy youngsters to watch in 2024. Obviously, Trent is an Academy graduate, plays a starring role. Curtis is an Academy graduate and is now really starting to come into his own. And Gerald Kwanzaa has... It's been just a revelation this season. Cuevin Kelleher is another one who's been an important part of the squad in recent years. And we've seen the likes of Luke Chambers, James Connell, uh, James McConnell, rather, and Callum Scanlon 
step up at different times. Stefan Besetic and Ben Doak are two more academy players that we did buy them in. They didn't come all the way through the academy who have played important roles for us, both that injured at the moment, obviously, but at some point they'll be back. So Jack's put together a list of 10 players that maybe might get, you know, some push towards the first team picture over the next 12 months. So Trainiani, the young midfielder that we brought in from Leicester in the summer, is the first one here. And he is, like, he is rated off the charts. People absolutely froth at the mouth when they talk about this kid and what he could be. Playing from midfield, he's got four goals and five assists in 13 games. He's been progressed through the under-18 team and has already been on the bench for a senior game. And he's training regularly with the first team. And it would be no surprise to see him get some first-team minutes at some point in 2024. Uh, Jaden Dans is the next one here. A young striker who's now playing up front for the under-18s after Lewis Kumas kind of graduated from that level. Uh, he's got 15 goals in 13 games for the under-18s and one in two sub-appearances for the 21s. That really does appear to be quite impressive. So again, he might be one that steps up and plays for the 21s and maybe gets some you know bench minutes in one of the Cups for the senior team. Amara Nalo, another player we landed in the summer. Uh, he came in from West Ham. Very, very highly regarded. West Ham didn't want to lose him. Um, young centre-back who's very, very well built, very strong. Reminds me a little bit of Mark Guehi, stylistically. I think that's the type of defender he could be. And if he could reach Guehi's level, I mean, that's, that's a £50 million player. Um, but yeah, another very, very promising one to keep an eye on. Uh, Carter Pinnington, another young centre-back, only 16, tall, pretty dominant. According to Jack, he can also play in defensive midfield and, you know, maybe that's a pathway for him. Um, local lad from the world. Manager has has lauded him, lauded his performances and how mature he's been. So definitely one to be excited about. Trent Coney-Doherty is one that obviously we brought over from from Northern Ireland. Uh, He's an Irish underage international. Very, very exciting winger with, I I think, real potential to be a a good pro. Uh, Kieran Morrison, I'm not familiar with. Uh, He's a 17-year-old attacking midfielder playing with the under-18s. Recently netted a hat-trick back in November from the playing on the right wing against Middlesbrough. So definitely one to keep an eye on. Lucas Pitt, another defender, centre-back slash full-back. Uh, looks like he's been playing at full-back because we have such good options at centre-back, but definitely another one to keep an eye on. Uh, Cornell Miscure. Miscure? Um, signed from Hull in March. 16-year-old English kid, Polish lineage. We do love a we do love a Polish goalkeeper. It's a very Liverpool thing. Um 
But yeah, he's already cemented himself as the first choice for the 18s at only 16. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, Ben Truman, 17-year-old midfielder. Seems to play as a defensive midfielder. When he was seven, he scored 123 goals in 18 games. That's nuts. Uh, His brother is a goalkeeper, the training goalkeeper for the academy. That's that's pretty impressive. Um, I, I, I hadn't heard of him. I wasn't aware of him. Joe Bradshaw, someone mentioned him to me recently. A 15-year-old attacking midfielder is playing for the under-18s. And we brought him in from Accrington Stanley. And by all accounts, very, very talented. Um, there's one or two others as well. There's that young centre-back we signed from Wolves. Um, Liverpool sign Wolves. Teenager. What was that kid's name? He looked, he, he's, again, Wolves fans, Harvey Owen. No, he's only, he was only 14 when we signed him. So, yeah, he's a, he's younger than, than this group. Uh, 800 grand we paid for him to bring him in from Wolves. And I remember Wolves fans being quite upset about the fact that he was leaving, um, saying that he was their best young prospect. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love to see us being proactive in terms of going out and getting the best young academy players we can. It would be great if our academy could start to pump out a Jarrell Kwanzaa every season, someone that can play in the first team, even if it's just as a squad player, if they're a valuable squad player, as Kwanzaa will be over the next couple of years, and then then we'll see if he you know, becomes a starter or what happens. But really, really good to see us having so many talented young players um, on the horizon. And Trey Yonyi, he he does seem to be the one. If there is one who's going to be something really special, it does look like he's probably the best bet. But Amara Nalo is another that I, I think is going to be well worth keeping an eye on. Uh, what else have this is Anfield got? This piece about Harvey Elliott having the opportunity now to stake a claim on the right wing while Mo is gone. Uh, Liverpool set for strong rotated side versus Arsenal. Full debut likely for recalled left back. Um, this is David Lynch suggesting that Owen Beck could start against Arsenal. I, I think we'll go pretty much full strength over against Arsenal and then maybe rotate one or two against uh, Fulham because I think it's an easier game. We're at home against Fulham who aren't as good as Arsenal. Uh, Liverpool youngster given all clear after being stretched off with head injury. Lucas Stevenson uh, suffered a sickening head injury on loan at Barrow that saw him taken off on a stretcher. Apparently he's having a good loan there. Um... But he's been given the all clear, which is which is very positive news. Tyler Morton has had his appeal upheld after he was sent off on New Year's Day. But the uh, the appeal has been upheld. Let's have a look at this challenge. It doesn't look like a red card to me now as I watch it. Um, player definitely the Sheffield Wednesday player definitely goes down. In a big heap. 
but I don't think it looks like a red. It doesn't look like a red card challenge. It's certainly a tough tackle. No, it's never a red card. He, he wins the ball with his left foot. Now, it is. it does look a little bit two-footed, but he doesn't have his legs extended. His left leg is sort of is bent, and it's it's his left leg that catches the player. The Sheffield Wednesday player definitely milks the shit out of it, but that's not a red card. That's a it's a good appeal and well upheld. Uh, four Liverpool games Mo Salah will miss, and five more that he could miss. Let's have a look. Um, so he will miss Arsenal. He'll miss Bournemouth in the league, and he'll miss the two games against Fulham. And then the games he could miss, depending on how Egypt do. Um, a potential FA Cup third round replay. Why is there replays? Just go to extra time and penalties. Bin the replay nonsense. Could miss the FA Cup fourth round. Uh, he, he could miss Chelsea. I think he definitely will miss Chelsea on the 31st of January. And then Arsenal on the 4th of April. That's a big one. You'd like him back for that. But at the same time, I'd like him to win the AFCON. And then Burnley on the 10th. And I mean, you wouldn't. we should beat Burnley regardless. The, the one game you'd want him back for is the Arsenal League game. Other than that, I think we can cope fairly well. At most, he's going to miss four league games. Bournemouth are playing really well. We should still have enough to go there and beat them. And we should have enough to beat Burnley. And Chelsea just aren't a good team and we should beat them at home, regardless. Liverpool recalled fourth player from loan after just seven appearances. That is James Balagizzi, who's had a frustrating loan at Wigan, played 414 minutes. So that's him, Beck, Phillips and Reese Williams, who've been recalled. Uh, him, Phillips, oh, and, and Fabio Carvalho, I believe, is, is back, isn't he? That's five, but four whose loans have not been good. I suppose that's the point of um, Right, that's all that they have for us for today. Liverpool.com up next. Uh, Arsenal make absurd complaint to PGMOL before Liverpool, but Jurgen Klopp, truth clear. I assume this is still more cry arsing about Bakayo Saka not getting enough protection, even though he's one of the most protected players in the Premier League. Um, Gary Lineker makes dive claim, but Liverpool aces angry Alan Shearer doubles. And Alan Shearer can just fuck right off, to be completely honest. He can just fuck all the way off. I'm sick and tired of listening to Alan Shearer cry. Your team got battered. Simple as that. And that game should have been 7 or 8-2. So, hush. Uh, Liverpool transfer news is killing Mbappe makes. Uh, we're not signing killing Mbappe. Can we just can we just stop? Uh, we're not going to sign Joshua Kimmich either. So, can we stop with that? Please? That would be nice. Liverpool transfer news is $33 million defender bid submitted and Arsenal midfield target washed. Liverpool and Arsenal are said to be keen on Dan Neal of Sunderland. Um, he's a decent player. But 
He's a decent player in the championship. I don't know how he'd do in the Premier League. Uh, and then Giancarlo Inacio is uh, apparently another one that we're, we're interested in. And, and that's obviously one that's been talked about a fair bit. Um, yeah, nothing too interesting or exciting there. Uh, Anfield Watch. Might as well check that out and see what's going on with them. A piece on Mbappe. Um, a piece on injuries, suspensions, and potential return dates. Jurgen Klopp's head-to-head record against Mikel Arteta. Um, I'd imagine it's fairly decent, to be honest. Jurgen Klopp's head-to-head against Arsenal. Uh, he's won 12, drawn 7, and lost 7, but three of those defeats were when he was in Germany. As Liverpool boss, he has 11 victories, six draws and four defeats. And if we think back of those defeats, one of them is that fluke last season when they got three bizarre refereeing and officiating decisions that went in their favour. We were crap and still should have won the game. One of them is after we'd already won the league and we gifted them uh, a couple of goals. So you're not going to worry too much about that. And against Arteta... um, Five wins, two draws, and four defeats. Again, two of the defeats are very, very questionable um, and probably wouldn't happen in in normal circumstances. Uh, Steve, the spoofer K, massive spoofer, uh, for uh, AnfieldWatch.co.uk, also a football transfer where he does most of the spoofing, has come out and said Liverpool are not aware of any interest in Arsenal regarding Curtis Jones. Uh, the Curtis Jones nonsense started because some idiot on Twitter decided to say that Arsenal were going to sign him in, in January. And then there's some old piece from Simon Hughes where he mentioned that Curtis Jones once told people he was an Arsenal fan. And then some fella said he went to school with Curtis and he was an Arsenal fan. And apparently that that needs us le- needing leaves us needing articles. Um, Fabinho laments unfortunate situation at Liverpool right now. Always about Thiago being injured. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, right, that is everything there. Anfieldindex.com. There's a piece about Balagizzi being uh, recalled. A piece about... Um, Chris Bascom talking about what squad could, what team could play against Arsenal. There's a piece about Mbappe. There's a piece about Anthony Richardson, uh, Anthony Robertson, even. Uh, there's a piece about Michael Elise and the links for him to move to Liverpool. And then we have a couple of new podcasts. So obviously, there was the Under Pressure pod, which came up yesterday. So if you've heard that, that's great. And there are two new media matters Dave Davis and Ben Boxack having a chat about the Newcastle game and Curtis Jones and a few other bits and pieces. So do give that a listen. And the two lads, Jim and Jay, have a new Scouser Tommy's up, which I haven't listened to yet. I'm going to listen to after I get done for the day. Uh, I'm sure it will be an absolute belter because it genuinely always is. Like they, they do a great podcast, do the two lads. So make sure you give that a listen. There is a new Scouted ahead of the Arsenal game. I'm not sure when Guy will put that up. I guess probably tomorrow or late this evening. Um, It's long, 
It's about an hour 40. We got through a bunch of questions that have been asked in Discord, and we probably did half an hour on the Arsenal game. Um, mostly about Arsenal and their season to date and some questions that have arisen for us that we will hope to answer at the end of the season. Uh, but it's a, I think it's a good one. So give that a listen when you have a chance, when it's up, obviously. If it's not up by the time you hear this, just start messaging Guy and demand your scouted podcast. Don't ask for it. Demand it. And I'll see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.